Welcome to the Geek Explore Not Off Topic Debrief. I'm Ben Robinson. And I'm John Williams. And here we are to give you our little topicless show. Yeah, we got some news and some things that we done heard, and uh, now you're going to done hear them too. Yeah, we're back in the booth. You know, it, we, we've been really touch and go with the uh, having to do virtual versus in the booth. And I'm so happy to be in this booth. I feel like like the the cadence and the energy is so much better when we're in person. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think the we got used to doing it remotely. So like if it's not really convenient to do it in person, it's like, well, we could just do it remotely, but it's definitely better when we're here. Yeah. Um, so where do you want to start, Ben? We've got we've got some topics. Uh, I think you've got more on your list than I do this week. I had a little bit of a panic right before the show, realizing that I didn't take many notes. <laughs> I'd, apparently, I'd heard things because when I went for a little refresh, um, I, I I remembered things. But you got to remember to write those things down, man. I usually I usually come in fully stocked with a uh, with a good list. One of the cooler things that I heard that uh, may make me get ways. Like, I don't have Waze on my phone right now, the, you know, the traffic app. Yeah, yeah. I, one of my coworkers tried to sell me on that once, and I tried using it, and I did not like it one bit. Well, maybe you'll like it more now, uh, because as of right now, you can uh, you can get Kevin Conroy's Batman as your navigator. Oh, shit. Or you could get the Riddler from the, the, guy, the dude that, I don't remember his name, but the dude that did the Riddler's voice in the Arkham games. Yeah, I have no idea who it was. Me neither, but uh, apparently you could get his voice also. But okay, uh, that guy. why would you do that when <laughs> you could get the uh, the right voice for Batman? Yeah, yeah. Is he like, I am vengeance. I am turn right. Yeah, <laughs> I am Batman. I have no idea. I haven't actually heard it yet, but uh, I saw it, and it made me think like. Should I get Waze? Because, like, I don't use that now. And honestly, I don't use navigation that much anyway. I just look at the map. Yeah. But I would use navigation if uh, Batman was telling me where to go. Do you have to pay for, for Waze to get, like, premium voices or something? Because, yeah, the app itself I know was free, but... No, I know. I, I think you just... There's a link that I will post in the show notes that if you go to on your phone and you have Waze installed, it will make uh, Batman your navigator. That's pretty fucking rad. Yeah. I wonder how, how do they do that? Is, is it all just like he just recorded like a shit ton of lines so they could pull all of the different sounds? Like, do they have a pre-recorded script so they can get the, so they can generate these sounds however you need them? Cause I doubt they're going to have them say like Brookside circle or, or, you know, like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. fart stink way. Yeah. Well, I, I imagine that there's stuff like turn right, um, or your de- you've reached your destination and shit like that, that they have him do, but they probably have like a set of sounds that he can make or that were things that he can say that they pull the sounds out of so they can reconstruct other shit. Yeah, exactly. Like they, they've probably got it worked out to where, yeah, they've got like certain phrases that, that will give them all of the different variations they need. Yeah, it'd be like banana farm shirtless Puma and they can make all kinds of stuff out of that. Yeah. Or they could just make Banana Farm shirtless Puma. <laughs> yeah. Way. So yeah, I thought that was cool. Uh, it did appear that it might end on Halloween, though. Like it said, like now through this time, you can get Batman as your navigator. I don't know if that's just like the time they're offering it or if they're going to like remove it from your phone on Halloween or what. But uh, Well, did it say Halloween 2020? Because maybe it's 2021. You can make a long Halloween out ah, of it. I don't think they're that clever. <laughs> I don't know if that was very clever. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I mean, thing is like it seems like it seems like it would be a waste to have him come in and record all this shit and put it out put all the work into making it and be like, "Here, you can have this for 2 months." 
Yeah, and and after Kevin Conroy has done Batman's voice, and he is the most legendary and prolific voice of Batman to ever exist, it's not going to be cheap to bring him in to do that shit. No, exactly. So for like two months and something you give away for free, like maybe after Halloween, they'll like, it'll be something you pay for. Yeah. Like you want to keep Batman? Five bucks. In which case, maybe we're five bucks. It might be okay. I don't, I don't really use directions much, but yeah, it might be worth it. I wish I could change like my Google assistant or Siri to his voice. That'd be way cooler. Be like, Batman, play some music. Yeah. Or your Google assistant. So I could say like, Hey Google, shut up. And it's like, no, John, you shut up. (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of Batman, um, there's a little bit of Batman news. Um, there, I mean, uh, DC Fandom dropped a trailer for their second one coming up. Um, and it's apparently they're, they're talking about how it's going to be a lot more interactive. How that happens, I'm not sure. Uh, whether they're going to have like live panels or if they're just, they're going to, I know it's not going to be just like streaming throughout the day. I think all of the content is going to be available for that 24 hours and you can sort of, Watch it as you please. Wouldn't that make it harder to be interactive? Because it's not live? Yes. Maybe they're just saying saying interactive in the way that you can create your own programming schedule. You get to interact <laughs> with, with their, their, uh, their content. And there is going to be some of the stuff from the first fandom that's left over there. Um, but there is apparently going to be some new Batman stuff. Um, but one thing that, uh, separate from fandom that's been hitting the rounds is there, there's a, there was a report a little while back that Robert Pattinson was going to have a second bat suit and that the one we've seen in all of the material so far is just his, his starting suit. And then it's, and there was this guy saying that in a certain scene, it was going to get, his suit was going to get fucked up and he was going to build himself a new one, which is not uncommon for, for Batman movies. Yeah. I, yeah. It's like Iron Man armors, get a new one. He gets uh, fucked up sometimes. Yeah. Dangerous job. And the the thing that's come out now is um, the, the, so this guy that made that claim uh, worked on the production as they were filming and he called out a certain scene that where, where the suit was going to get fucked up. Turns out in that trailer, that scene is shown like, like, so all of a sudden it's like, oh, people outside of filming there wouldn't know about this scene. So there, there, it lends some credence to it. Um, some reports are saying that it, that it's going to have a material similar to uh, Spider-Man's like black outfit from Far From Home, like his his uh, stealth outfit, the okay. Spider Monkey. Um, that it's going to be more more fabricy and uh, and still kind of armory. It's going to have underwear on the outside, <laughs> and a, and a big yellow bat symbol on the chest. You know, I I I hope so. To be honest, <laughs> I, I I would love that. I remember seeing some concept art and thinking it would, it would be super cool. Like it had it had like the wider ears, like early Batman. I would love to see them do that. Like when I redesign Batman myself, that's what I do. I do like the uh, Justice League cartoon style, like ears that go outward a little bit. I love it. Um, but in this trailer for the new DC fandom, there is a quick shot of a Batman face, and I got a little obsessive fan over it. I, I freeze framed it because it, it was striking. And I was like, wait, what is this? I looked it up. He's got very blue eyes and it's a slick cowl, like, like a slick rubber cowl, not, not leather, like the Robert Pattinson one. The nose didn't have any stitching on it. I mean, and, uh, and the, I looked up all the Batman actors. Only two people have had blue eyes, Michael Keaton and Robert Pattinson. I looked at the cowl itself. It was not either of Michael Keaton's cowls. 
So either, I mean, and it was a live action shot. I don't, I don't think they'd have any Michael Keaton in a cowl. So I'm, I'm wondering if that was the first little hint of Robert Pattinson's new cowl. I mean, it's kind of pointless anyway, because it's, it's, uh, it's like a shot that's only like his eyes and like the bridge of his nose, but I got pretty fucking stoked. It, it, and you can see on one side, it looks like, like it's a lean face. So neat. So I, I hope that that's true. And I hope DC Fandom 2 gives us a first look at a new bat suit. That'd be fucking bad. Yeah. Fuck. Why not? Give you some, some new meat. Yeah. Uh, I guess speaking of Rob at bat and bat. Yeah. Uh, he done got COVID. Yeah. He's, he's corona up. Yeah. They had to shut down filming cause, uh, he got the virus. Uh, it sounds like it came from someone that was on the crew, potentially, that brought it on set and just ruined everything. So it wasn't him playing fast and loose with the rules like so many fans are crying out with, yeah. without knowing anything or having any context. Like, he's not taking the role seriously if he doesn't give a shit enough to not go out and get COVID. Well, I mean, Batman wears a mask, but it's not the kind of mask that's effective against uh, disease transmission. Yeah, it's, it's the <laughs> anti-COVID mask. You know, I'm... If you're filming a movie, clearly he's not going to be wearing a mask while he's doing that. And you're going to be in close contact with some people. Like if you're punching somebody in the face, what are you going to do? And so many people have it asymptomatically now. Like whoever gave, you know, whoever brought it probably didn't even know, you know, well, so they, shit happens. They need to do that shit like, uh, like the NBA is doing it. They need people to live in a bubble while, while you're on this billion dollar franchise job. I, I would imagine they are trying to do that, but thing about people and bubbles is they people don't like bubbles fuck if if the nba can do it well, they can't they've been, they've been coming they've had covid cases too <laughs> yeah but well i mean theirs isn't as as uh, pervasive as like I, I think i think mlb is having a real hard time with it those fucking baseball players what are you gonna do yeah shut down production that's what but i guess uh so much for not having any dc news in this update <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of DC news in this update, oh, no, I'm God. just kidding. <laughs> no, all all done. Um, you know, on on the uh, on the topic of trailers, there is a new uh, No Time to Die trailer, new James Bond movie coming out sometime. Because it was supposed to be out already, right? Uh, or was it I think it was always like November. Fall. Yeah, yeah, and like I'm I'm not sure if they've officially pushed the date. Um, I know I think Wonder Woman is still holding on to to their like October eighth release date. Some theaters are open across the country. Yeah. I mean, so, but it would be a limited release. You know, it wouldn't be full bore. And I imagine the theaters that are open aren't quite doing the business that they would like to be doing. Yeah. I think, I think there is a mandate that they can't go any higher than 50% capacity. I, and I bet they're not pushing that much. Like, I bet that, you know, there's probably not more than 50% of people that want to go to a theater. I did get an email about a studio movie grill opening up for that $200 rent an auditorium thing. Yeah, that, that sounds fucking rad. Yeah. So this, uh, this No Time to Die trailer, new one, their, their, uh, their marketing campaign is amping up. Uh, did you see it? I did not. Neither I did I. I didn't even know it was a thing. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad you brought that to the, to the table. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I was watching a, watching a video where people were talking about it. And one of the, one of the people commenting was saying how they felt it gave away too much as trailers often do. Oh, okay. Well, good. I'm glad I didn't see it then. Yeah. And I'm usually like a, like a sucker for spoilers. Like usually I don't give a shit. I think I've said it before on the show. Like I read the script for Batman Begins before the movie came out when there was a script leak. Cause I just, I, I was 
I wanted, I wanted my content fix and you know, I still enjoyed the movie. The only thing I wish I wouldn't have known was that Joker card at the end. That would have been fucking cool to go in uh, dry, but I've probably said that if I've ever talked about the script on the show. Um, but for some reason with this one, I, I want to go in, I want to go in cold. Well, yeah. I mean, you don't need to be sold on a new James Bond movie. Like you're going to go see that regardless. Yeah, still get so, my money. You don't need to see the trailer to decide whether or not you want to see it. Like you're going to go see it. Yeah. So you may as well go in with knowing as little as possible. Yeah. And you know, I think after what happened with Spectre, I, I don't have any expectations of something great anymore. Like I, I would have been. Ouch. I mean, you know, I, it's, it's, it's harsh, but true. I mean, I mean, and I could have said the same thing about. Pierce Brosnan's last three movies, you know, like Goldeneye was great, but the rest were, were trash. But I, I probably would have been more happy with somebody new taking over the role. Like I'm just kind of, I'm kind of done with the Daniel Craig, James Bond. This is his last movie though, right? Yeah. Yes. Crow question mark. I mean, for, for like all signs are pointing to it. Like in the past, it's always like, I think the past two movies, Daniel Craig himself after filming is done. He says like, Nope, I'm done with the role. And then they bring him back. And I think this last time I was just, it was a shitty movie with Spectre. And he, he said something like he'd rather, he'd rather, I don't know, something implying he'd rather kill himself than, uh, than return oh to James Bond. Yeah. Apparently he, he went back on it and said he's just stressed out after those movies, you know, and it, it's, it's a lot. So I get that, but. Wait, if he's not excited about it, I don't really want him to be James Bond either. Like, I don't want him to go in there and do a half-assed job. Yeah. Like, I, I wouldn't need, like, Roger Moore's last five movies either. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish I could have seen more Timothy Dalton, um, which was, like, the proto-Daniel Craig. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I will go see it. They'll get my money. I'd love to see it in the theaters. So, yeah, go watch that trailer and uh, email us at email at geeksplorationpodcast.com. Let us know what you thought without giving anything yeah. away. Spoil everything for John. Fuck you. you read the email anyways (laughs) um so uh speaking of older people doing action movies i don't know that's not really a great segue uh but arnold uh the uh the governator is uh supposed to be uh starring in a new tv show uh where he plays like an older like super spy guy uh and it has something to do with him and his daughter so it's like a, a sequel to both True Lies and Commando? Kind of, yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, you know, sounds kind of cool. If Alyssa um, Milano plays his daughter, I'm in. Yes, that would be fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's unnamed so far. It doesn't have a network yet. Uh, it's just in production. I guess the guy that did uh, that that uh, Scorpion show... I don't know if you ever watched that one. Nope. Never even heard of it. It's about like a, you know, the FBI working with like a team of hackers to do stuff. Uh, it was dumb. I didn't like it. Yeah. My wife liked it, but like it just got. I, I think that backs up uh, your opinion of it. It just got really uh, stupid uh, pretty quick. And uh, yeah. So hopefully this is better than that. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's got Arnie at least. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know. It's coming out of uh, supposedly. So uh, interesting, if nothing else. Yeah, I'm glad he's doing things. I'm glad it's not another Terminator. Yeah. I'm sad it's not another Conan. Yeah. I remember, what was it, like, sometime in the last, like, five or ten years, they the, the ball was rolling again on that on that uh, rumored King Conan movie, where it was, or it was going to be, like, the Twilight of Conan. Yeah, like, yeah, that would be awesome. Like, Conan is, he, like, he's, like, fucking an old 
old dude, like some young buck maybe comes challenging him. Yeah. And he has to fucking, uh, like maybe he gets his ass whooped and then has to fucking like go through some, uh, trials and tribulations and and either fight his way back or maybe do something even cooler. I don't know. Yeah. Like, like I, I see him being like King Conan that you see in the throne at the end of barbarian, you know, and it's got that, that, that scrolling thing. And then his kingdom gets just fucking raised by by some gnarly motherfucker. Yeah. You know? And it's like his Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, who wants to see, you know, Arnie brought before him and hear the lamentations of his women. Yeah. Man. Yeah, oh, that would, that would be way cooler. Yeah. And we saw bearded Arnie in, uh, in the new Terminator. Like, let's get some beard and some long hair on that motherfucker. Get him in shape. And the thing is, he could be a little out of shape at the beginning. Like, that would be okay if he was, you know, because he'd been king for a while. You know, he's been eating lots of mutton and, yeah. you know, uh, m- you know, making his women not lament anything. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, he, he's maybe not in the best of shape anymore. Not quite ready for, you know, Genghis Big Dick to come storm in and, uh, <laughs> and fuck his kingdom up. <laughs> so if you're listening to this, Arnold Schwarzenegger, I'm sure you are. Uh, you should make that happen. Um, well, speaking of TV shows coming out, I have to make a correction from an, an episode that was at this point, probably like two months ago when we were talking about the, uh, the trailer for the boys season two. And I had, I had, uh, gone back and listened to that episode after we recorded it where I said that like, oh yeah, season two's out. Oh, and even back then I knew it and I forgot to make a correction and then I just let it go. And boy, was I wrong. Season two debuted, I mean, at this point, yesterday. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, recently. Because <laughs> I went to watch it, like, a couple weeks ago. Because I remember you saying that it was out. And I was like, oh, cool. And I'm like, turned it on, like, went on to it. I was like, hey, it's not here. Yeah, John lied to and I everybody. Thing, and I was like, yeah, September 4th. 4th or something like that. Yeah. So, uh, that's cool. It's out now, though. Yeah. So, I'm going to Or I think, it. I think it's just the first two episodes have dropped. Oh, jerks. Yeah, I, I think Amazon isn't doing the, uh the Netflix drop it all at once. And I think, I think like Hulu and uh, Disney plus, like they all do the installments, like a bunch of fucking assholes. I mean, there's some value to that. You get that, that water cooler shit, like where people get excited about it and talk about it. Um, that is not really the case with binging and you avoid some spoilers and stuff that way, I guess. Yeah. So it's got some value. I usually don't sit down and watch eight episodes of something in a row anyway. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I watch it, would take me, it would take me several days. Yeah. But but yeah, I I would get it done in a week. Be nice if they put like two of them out a week. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I they only. That. I think they're just dropping the first two episodes to start with, and then they're going to do one at a time. But as we know from this very segment here, I might be wrong. Yeah, <laughs> you have a uh, precedent. Yeah, of being full of shit. John. Yeah, <laughs> especially when it comes to the boys. You cannot trust a single thing I say. Yeah, we finished it a few weeks ago, and uh, yeah, it ends on a pretty solid spot like oh you did finish it yes like it definitely like it ends and you're like oh i want to know what happens yeah i mean so to me with it without giving anything away because people really should go watch this show and it would be a super bummer to to spoil the end but to me it was it was one of those things like uh fuck i'm trying to remember another tv show that did it recently where they like oh i think it was titans was supposed to be like another episode or two longer so it sort of ends without any real resolution. Like to, but it to ends the with a twist. It ends with like something like, okay, I did not see that coming, and that could change a lot of things. Like, yeah. how is this going to affect everybody? So it, it's it's like it's not a it's a non res it's a it's a clearly it's a cliffhanger. Yeah. So 
A cliffhanger, by definition, is not going to give you resolution. But I feel like there were enough plot threads happening to where something could have gotten resolved. And it didn't seem like anything did. It seemed it seemed like there needed to be one more episode, frankly. But whatever. They, they, they still got me. I'm going to come back for season two. So... And I'm still recommending the show to everybody. So who gives a fuck what what my opinion on the last episode was? I guess they didn't fuck it up that bad. (laughs) So I saw a tweet from our our good uh, friend of the show, good buddy, Weird Al Yankovic, talking about his his brief role in Bill and Ted Face the Music. Yeah. He was, uh, it was an unpaid appearance, as he called it, because, uh, you know, in the end where it's got like everybody like playing air guitar and doing stuff. Oh, yeah. There is a brief shot that I totally missed of uh, him playing the accordion. No shit. I mean, there was a lot going on. And we did, didn't we end up skip? Oh, no, we didn't skip through that stuff. No, we, we skipped through the regular credits. The regular credits to get to the end credit scene. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, he was totally there. And like he posted like a short clip of it. And it was like, oh, I remember like the thing that happened before that and what was going on. Somehow I just totally missed fucking Weird Al being in the credits yeah of, did uh, i did i like turn to you guys and like say something so you looked over at me and then missed weird al we yeah, all missed him no idea uh, I, I can't believe i missed that but uh he was there and that's pretty cool yeah um well uh speaking of uh of a movie that keanu reeves is in oh, yes. okay, we are killing the segue Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so keanu reeves has this comic book project that he's been working on um, it just got brought on uh, new artist Ron Garney, who's uh, fucking slick as shit. Um, but it's being it's called Berserker, but with no E's. So it's like B-R-Z-R-K-R. Yeah. Um, and it looks gnarly. I don't know. I, I, I think there's there may be a little uh, there may have been like an, a one issue preview of some sort. I don't know. I I haven't seen it, but it looks like a gnarly motherfucker who looks like a super buff John Wick on the cover but he's got like arrows sticking in him and like holes like bullet holes in him and shit but he's still oh. going so okay nice. berserker uh is did keanu reeves write it yes. or oh, yeah keanu reeves is writing it with matt kent who is a a uh, he's a comic book professional cool. um yeah and i mean matt kent right now at least is killing it with uh with that book bang which on a separate note i was going to talk about comics today but bang number three finally came out so everybody go out by the Dark Horse book, Bang, issues one and two. I talked about it in a past episode. It's uh, it's neat. It's a mind bender. But yeah, apparently it's it, apparently it's doing like a dual, like monthly release schedule thing. But they're also doing a Kickstarter that's uh, that's pissing a lot of people, a lot of like comic book creators off because they feel like they're milking fans for money. I think, or that maybe they're maybe they're butt hurt because. I don't know, because these creators are going to make so much money off a single book by by double shipping it. I, I don't know, but apparently a lot of creators are pissed off. The creators of this book or creators of a different book? Yeah, like like out-of-work creators. Oh, well, they're going to... Fuck them. They yeah. got nothing to do with it. And uh, It's not like Kickstarter's milking you for twice the money. Like Generally, the reward is... You get the book, so it's basically like pre-sales is what something like like something like this that they're that they could publish anyway. Doing a Kickstarter just helps them gauge interest. It says, "Oh, these people are willing to pay you know thirty bucks to get a copy of the book, and you know we got fifty thousand people that want it, so we can print at least that many and then probably some more and move on." It's not like people are paying a thousand dollars for the book, and if you're kickstarting it at the thousand dollar tier for whatever the hell that would get you. That's your choice. They're not like fleecing anybody here. Yeah, and I I wonder. See, and the 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 article that I that I 
well, I guess the video that I watched on it, like it, it seemed like they were getting pissed off that that they were talking about like how how the the creators of this book weren't going to be making more money and maybe they were going after Boom for for uh for screwing the creators over maybe. I'm not sure. But I imagine whatever contract they have with, you know, Keanu Reeves and whoever the artist and and Yeah, I mean Ron Garney is like a Marvel legend. So I mean, it, it depends whatever their contract if they paid him by the page to do it without any like residuals or anything, then uh he got paid for it. And it doesn't matter what they do. And if he's yeah. getting residuals, I imagine whatever he would get off eventual graphic sale novels would be covered by whatever they were doing on the Kickstarter. Graphic novel sales? Yeah. You said graphic sale novels. Well, that's, yeah, that's <laughs> novels about pirates with lots of pictures. <laughs> um, yeah. And I mean, I didn't hear this in the video, but the, but the one thing that just popped in my head is I wonder if if people could be getting pissed that they might be screwing over like the retailer market if if they're giving people the option to buy the book through kickstarter and then trying to and then you know like that would that might put a dent in like the monthly book sales at the at the retailer level but maybe i mean like for folks like me like the only way i would ever buy it is in the the graphic novel version anyway yeah like i'm not gonna buy monthly books i just don't yeah so uh well and you know speaking of kickstarter um, let me, let me just call out a buddy of mine, Kyron Silva, who's got a, a Kickstarter going on right now for a book called, oh boy, I feel bad that I don't actually know how to pronounce it because it's XOB. So it's Zob or Zob, the, uh, the lightning wielder. Um, he's doing a Kickstarter for, um, issue number three. You can also get a sweet issues one, two, three bundle. That's, uh, that's where I funded, um, and uh, go support indie creators. We're gonna have a gonna have one coming out in the not too distant future as well, and we'll keep you posted. Oh, wicked! Yeah, uh, send me the link to that, and I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, if you guys want to go check out uh, his Kickstarter for Zob Zob. Yeah, I've, it's I, <laughs> I, ne- I I've never even like I I see him at conventions and stuff. Well, not anymore because there aren't any conventions, but. I see him at the local shows, and like I've I've bought I've bought at least issue one, maybe issue two in the past. But I've never, I've never actually spoken out loud with him about it or, or heard the title. So I don't know. I, I, yeah, I don't know. It's like Zaphod Beeblebrox. Yeah, exactly. You're like, oh, wait a minute. Zaphod, what the fuck are you talking about? So, uh, there was a potential, uh, leak of the Xbox Series X price, which for a console that's supposed to come out in like three months, like it's supposed to be out in November. Same thing with the PS5. Neither of them have announced the price. I think they're both just sitting there trying like be like, all right, we want to sell this thing for six hundred bucks, but if they say six hundred bucks, fuck it, we're going five. Yeah. And they're both just sitting there and holding out as long as they possibly can. But like retailers have got to be getting ready for the fucking upcoming Christmas season, like n- later this month, early next month. Yeah, they've getting- got they've got to be prepping their their orders for this system. Yeah, yeah. And without you know, so either they've got to tell them how much they're going to be selling it for and how much they can buy it for, and then someone will leak it from there. Yeah, I was going to say that shit's going to be out the moment retailers find out. Yeah, because someone, you know, some stalker at Target's going to see it pop up and be like, oh shit, this is going on Reddit. Yep. I mean, that happened with the new Oculus device. It got posted uh, from Walmart and Target, like little stocking screen shots of it, because they haven't even announced it yet, because the Facebook Connect now it is, that doesn't happen until later this month. Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, they posted things for the new one coming out for like two ninety nine and three ninety nine for the 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 new Oculus Quest two. Yeah, so the same thing will happen here. 
But this leak came from, uh, of all places, Pringles. Fucking Pringles. The chip company, yes. They, oh, uh, hey, hey, it's it's a potato crisp. Well, that's true. They're not allowed to call them chips. Yes, because they're they're made of some composite potato material. Yeah. But they, uh, I guess they're running a contest in South Africa where they're giving away an Xbox Series X. And what's the retail value on that? Uh, it came out to uh, uh, 13,500 rand. Oh, no shit. Is what they called it at, which... Uh, That's I, a price that uh, that blows my mind in one way or another. <laughs> well, it, uh, it, it, it equates to about uh, $815 <sighs> US right now, which seems way higher than anyone's thinking. They would be... It would be awful. So I don't know. It's possible that Pringles was just taking like a wild guess or they may have something. Also, I don't know how South Africa is, but I know like Brazil, like they have huge excise taxes on anything that gets imported. I remember hearing like the Sega Master System was still huge there because the PlayStation costs like $1,200. That's right. There or some shit. We learned that in our video game episode. Go back and listen to some of those folks and don't get upset that we haven't finished that series yet. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so I don't know if that's what it is or, um, or what, but it, it is higher than people were expecting to hear. So I'm, uh, that's tough, man. Like, like people, people will set aside like food for a month to buy like a five, mm-hmm. $600 system. But I mean, getting up to like eight fifty, like that some, in most cases, I would say that is just not possible. Yeah, well, and, and and part of it might be because they also announced that they're going to be doing like a more affordable Series S. Oh, like the iPhone thing. Yeah, it doesn't have a disk drive, you know, is maybe slightly less beefy. So maybe that's what they're shooting for at the four or $500 price range and okay. then going for like a six $700, um, you know, you know, pro gaming, you know, elite system. Yeah, that they usually release like two years later. Yeah, so uh, I don't know, but... Uh, that was news. Pringles uh, let loose the veil on an $815 Xbox. So, a little more uh, controversy. Controversy. Yeah, controversy. Um, so, you know Inktober? The uh, Instagram uh, yes. movement started by Jake Parker that I participated in most years. Yeah, where you do like an ink drawing every day for all of October. Yep. Um, he recently, uh, Jake Parker, uh, recently got embroiled in in a little bit of controversy because he was putting out a book called Inktober All Year. Um, it, it was announced that it was going to be coming out and he did some preview videos and preview shots on Instagram. And apparently this uh, this man, uh, Alfonso Dunn, who... Um, who also does lots of YouTube videos like ink, pen and ink drawing um, tutorials and such. Uh, he put out a book about five years ago that has some eerie similarities, he says, to, uh, to Jake Parker's new book coming out. And he is straight up like calling out Jake Parker for uh, plagiarizing his book. He's got a very long video that I watched. Like stealing his drawings or or the verbiage that's in the book um the verbiage with little tweaks and the drawings kind of just redrawn but a lot of the same types what? of examples and stuff yeah i mean i set it up like that but then here's where i come in because i found out about it from a lot of people going like like i had commented on one of his youtube videos once and then all of a sudden i see a bunch of replies on on that on that video and everyone's just like well, plagiarism fucking sucks, Parker. And I was like, wait, what the fuck's talking about? What, what's going on? I haven't heard about this guy plagiarizing, and, and, and it's everywhere. So I watched the video. To be honest, I think 
Alfonso Dunn is being way too sensitive. I think he's taking things personally where they shouldn't be. I think everybody else that's commenting on this needs to chill the fuck out. They need to look at it objectively and realize that it's a fucking art instruction book. Like I, I would say 80% of the claims that Alfonso Dunn is making about Jake Parker plagiarizing is are, are examples that could be found in books prior to his and post. Like it's general art. Like he's getting pissed about the fact that there's a tools section where it shows a hand holding a, a pen nib and a brush and showing different types of strokes and stuff. It's like this shit is fucking rudimentary lessons. Yeah. Imagine that's in like a lot of art books. Yeah. And I look at the example of like every new how to draw comics book that comes out. It is the exact same material just redrawn by by the artist who's putting out the book. Like it, that's just that is the business of art instruction. And my question would be how how many years go by before somebody who learned from your book is allowed to take those lessons and impart that knowledge to more people? Because that's how that's how information gets passed on. And Jake Parker has cited his book in the past as like, oh, this is a really good lesson on this technique that I'm talking about. So so it's not it's not like he's he's aping like analysis or like, uh, you know, there's like a chapter on what uh, what ink drawing means to me personally. And he like lifted <laughs> that. It's it's just general technique stuff yeah and there are a couple a couple parts that, and the reason why i say 80 percent is there there are a couple parts where alfonso dunn's talking about like a section of his book where you know he really tried to think about like you know ways that that um that you know your line affects something and you're you know having like the top six ways that you can use this technique or something and that does pop up in Jake Parker's book, which, which that's what prompted the question in me. Like at what point is your knowledge available for the public to use and to spread? You know, it's, it's a five-year-old book. I don't know. It's, it's tough, but I mean, if I was putting out a book and I had learned some cool technique from this one book and, and it wasn't in others, sure. I, I'd use that material. Well, yeah, it's knowledge. It's yeah. meant to be shared. Exactly. So I don't know. I, I, I've, I actually feel kind of bad for Jake Parker because from all the videos I've seen and stuff, he seems like a pretty cool dude, but people are freaking the fuck out about it. And they're, they're bringing up how like a year ago or so he trademarked Inktober and people are like, what the fuck, man? Like I've watched this one, this one video where, where this chick was just, it was, uh, no, I don't want to call out the station or should I, I don't know. I don't care. Like, do we start a fight? They're not going to hear this. <laughs> yeah, well, fucking Clownfish TV. They, they, you know, they, it's an editorial uh, entertainment video site for the most part. But it's it's this couple. The 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 lady in it just she she was just letting loose the whole time. Like, oh yeah, fucking Jake Parker. You let everybody else promote your Inktober thing, and then you trademark it so nobody can make some money off of it. Like, where the fuck do people get off thinking that they're entitled to money? based on this movement that Jake Parker created. Like, he created Inktober. He created the hashtag. He created the event. People are getting exposure from participating in Inktober. Like, they don't deserve to make money. I'm not pissed that I can't make money off is, of Inktober. Well, is he going around, like, suing people that put on Inktober events? Um, Not events, but I think, like, I think he did bring some litigation towards somebody that was putting out a book with Inktober in the title. Which I've done in the past. I did a couple Inktober sketchbooks that I sell at conventions. And, and I can't imagine that 
he's going to sue you over that. No. So, I mean, if, unless he's being a, a, an asshole about it, the fact that he created something and trademarked it isn't a big deal as long as he's not going around like trying to fucking screw over small independent artists. Yeah, for me, like the the example that I think of is like, what if some fucking pedo or some fucking neo-Nazi wants to put out a book with all that shit and call it an Inktober book? Then all of a sudden, like the whole movement is tainted. Like that's that's bad press, you know, that's bad for business. So I don't, I don't know. I don't see any problem with with him trademarking that at all. Sorry. Whoa, that became a tirade. Yeah, a little bit of a rant there, John. I know. Whoa. My I'm, whiskey's starting to I'm, hit Yeah, you. I might be drinking whiskey. Um, <laughs> you can cut that if you want. Wow. No, that was interesting. You don't say that about my topics very often. So, uh, well, what's that say? <laughs> <laughs> you finally have some good taste. Um, so, let's see. Uh, there were one of the last things I got. Um, did you see uh, Elon Musk... And he, he's, I guess he's the CEO of another company called Neuralink. They've been working on like brain computer interface shit. And he's been like hyping this big demo that he was going to do where he's going to show off all the stuff they've figured out with the, his Neuralink technology. That dude seems like he is a brain computer link. Did, uh, did you see any of that? I did not. No. Basically, they put some wires in a pig's brain and... Um, he was like showing, basically showing like, here's the sensors. They're reading what's going on in the pig's brain. And it, they had a little thing that was going like, beep, 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 bloop, 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 and had all these like little things refreshing, you know, it was picking up signals from the pig's brain and food, talking, rolling ta- shit. Yeah. Yeah. Ta- well, talking about all the stuff that it was going to do in the future, you know, one of someone asked like, can will I be able to summon my Tesla with a thought? And he's like, yeah, totally. And, uh, he, like it's going to, he thinks it's going to be able to cure like Alzheimer's and seizures and, you know, pretty much any neurological disease and uh, he, he talks a big game and, uh, you know, and he, and his timeline for all this is like the next seven to 10 years. Oh shit. So it's like, well, fuck, I don't know about that. But, uh, I mean, it was a little underwhelming. Like I was expecting like a demo of something like somebody maybe like controlling something with their brain, even if it was something, because they've done that with like EKG shit on your head where like you can make like a ball float around or they've got VR stuff where like it can read you know, the, the, through an EKG where you don't have to implant fucking wires in your brain. So that, that, that's different than like the cybernetic like limbs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is closer to what he did is closer to what they were doing with the cybernetic limbs where they've got like sensors in the brain. Okay. Um, and I guess it was on in, in the, in the pigs, uh, like sensio motor cortex or some shit. It sounds so, like something that exists. So, I mean, basically it was picking up like the pig walking around like, okay, well, but like, are you able to interpret that or do anything with that? And he didn't show any of that. And it was, uh, it was a little bit of a, a letdown. And he is one that, that has a tendency to overpromise, especially on like timelines and shit. Yeah. But that said, he's also one that, that delivers occasionally. Like, I mean, he put some fucking people in space and, uh, he's, you know, cranking forward on the fucking, the, the starship and, What's the starship? That's that. Is one, that the Mars the mission? He, no, well, he's going to go to the moon first, but it's the one that would go to Mars. It's, you know, big payload. It's the one that like lands vertically and shit. And it's oh, all made yeah. out of stainless steel and shit. Ooh. Yeah. Pretty fucking cool. <laughs> just, just hearing starship, like for yeah. real. Yeah. And he, and he, I mean, he pulled off the whole electric car thing. Yeah. Like that was like a master plan to go from, you know, small amounts of high end, super luxury vehicles until he could make a consumer grade product. And he fucking pulled it off. Yeah. Took him like 15 years longer than he said it would. So, uh, that's I business. Know. I don't know if I'm eager to get, uh, Elon Musk's chips implanted in my brain so that I can talk to my car, but, uh, it'd be cool if someone <laughs> did that. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, I'm surprised nobody, nobody, well, maybe they will now, but you listen to that, uh, to that announcement and then like, of course you gotta have Batman doing that now or a James Bond thing. The weird thing for this for me is uh, like he because he's approaching it from like mostly like a medical perspective, but like also stuff like you could summon your car with it. But he's also like super wary of AI. Yeah. And shit like that. And uh, boy, putting a computer that can read your brain like Facebook would love to get their hands on that. They would love to implant Facebook in your brain and know exactly what you want all the time and serve you like in brain ads. Can you imagine getting an in brain ad? What would that even be? Like, you'd just be like in the store and your brain would be like, you want tofu. I'm like, I don't want tofu. You want tofu now. <laughs> I mean, at that point, you would just have the thought like, I want tofu. Yeah. That's terrifying. Ew. No, I, I wonder you. if he's low key trying to figure out a way for the human brain to read AI's thoughts so we can yeah, control the so AI. Fight back. Yeah. Get in the system and fight back with our brains. Yeah. Fucking humans with laser guns taking on robots. No way. Oh, I've, I've, I've met a lot of humans and, uh, I tell you, not particularly impressed with a lot of their brains. Why are you looking at me? <laughs> it's my only option. <laughs> um, so I guess we get to bad news. Yeah. Yeah. End on a bummer. That's, yeah. that's what we do here. We like to leave you flat. All right, Ben, bad news. It was announced that, uh, something very important is leaving our lives. What's the, that? The Mexican pizza is getting pulled off the menu at Taco Bell. Oh, wait, you don't like Taco Bell. I don't know if I've ever had a Mexican what pizza. What the fuck? <laughs> like, the, the idea of a Mexican pizza doesn't sound good to me. Um, and it's from Taco Bell, so that reinforces the idea that it's probably not good. I didn't even think about that until just <laughs> Oh, my, my, my mind was authentically blown by that. Yeah, Angelina told me earlier that... Uh, that the Mexican pizza had been pulled from the menu. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Fuck you. No, it's not. Like I, I've, I've been, I've had a hankering for Taco Bell for weeks now and I just haven't done it. And so I was like, well, fuck it. You know, I wanted Taco Bell today. So I was like, all right, on my way up here, I guess I'll get some Taco Bell. And I pulled into the drive-thru. I was like, what the fuck is this menu going to look like? I look up in the menu. There's a Mexican pizza on there. So is Angelina just full of shit or, uh, no, it just hasn't been pulled yet. I asked the person in the drive-thru, I was like, you have Mexican pizzas? <laughs> like, yes. I was like, is it getting pulled from the menu? They're like, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, so I, I got to say a very uh, heartfelt goodbye to the Mexican pizza today. That, it, that was probably my, my favorite thing from Taco Bell. I what? love the tacos, love the burritos, love the double-decker. Um, but unfortunately there was another casualty and I think we talked about this in our fast food episode, the, uh, loaded potato griller. I don't know what the fuck that is either. You got, you're losing me here. Well, uh, well, I, I, I'm fairly certain we talked about it in the episode. It had like potatoes and bacon and cheese and stuff. Well, sounds good. Yeah, it was tasty, but that has been pulled from the menu. So, so, uh, for those in our audience that, uh, are not as, uh, Taco Bell adept, what the fuck's a Mexican pizza anyway? Like what's so special about it? Uh, it's, uh, amazing. Uh, um, it's got like two, like sort of tostada type, like flat shell things. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it's got beans and meat and then melted cheese and tomatoes and the red sauce. And it used to have green onions until there was that weird green onion, like, uh, E. Coli, whatever shit a few years, or, I mean, several years back at this point, probably a decade. And then they never, the, the green onions never came back. But I mean, it's just a, it's a little Mexican pizza, you know, like personal size cut into four squares. It's fucking delicious. 
Um, I mean, I guess more than anything, it would be closer to like a tostada, but without lettuce. It sounds like everything else they serve at Taco Bell. I can't imagine this is a great loss. <laughs> Fuck you. No, <laughs> I, I will. I will miss it terribly. <laughs> like nothing about that sounded unique. Not unique, but it is delicious. If somebody said like, hey, I had the most delicious New York style pizza. It had the best sausage and great pepperoni and wonderful cheese and pizza sauce. Yeah, but this is literally going to have the same meat, beans and cheese that everything else at Taco Bell's. It's not like they have like the special stash of Mexican pizza cheese that they're going to put on it. <laughs> well, it's, it's different than taco cheese. It's got white and yellow cheese. And also the uh, the shell itself, like it's different than like the Crunchwrap Supreme Crispy Tostada shell in there. Well, see, that's its fatal flaw. It needs all this specialty shit, see, John. It's, it's nice and light and flaky. No one oh. goes to Taco Bell for tech for specialty shit. They need to they need to have like four ingredients and use them in everything. Yeah, it's I, the only way to make it profitable. I wonder if I I wonder if like yeah, no shit. Like the Mexican pizza wouldn't be getting pulled if it was a hot ticket item. Apparently, I'm one of the few fans of it. So, okay. But I guess we do have worse news. Uh, yeah. And I imagine everyone's heard about uh, Chadwick Boseman. A uh, guy uh, died of colon cancer at 40 fucking three. Like, that's creepily not far from how old we are. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I mean, of course, he played Black Panther. Um, it's Jackie fair. Robinson. Yeah, and James Brown. Yeah. I haven't seen either of those two movies. Like, I really, I, I looked at his filmography, like, you know, the Marvel stuff's the only thing I've seen him in. Yeah. Um, I've seen clips of him both as Jackie Robinson and James Brown. I mean, dude was fucking talented. Yeah. He well, was fucking talented. Like he, apparently, uh, the studio didn't want him to use an accent in Black Panther, but he insisted. So yeah, he's, yeah, he's, why would he just speak in perfect, like American English? Like they're not going to speak, they're going to have their own language in Wakanda. Right? Yeah. I mean, they're not going to be speaking. I mean, they've also got like hovercrafts and like, like future, future weapons and, and vehicles. But they developed all that shit in house. Like the whole point is they've never been colonized, right? Like that's the reason they speak French in Guiana and stuff is because oh, yeah. they were colonized by the French and Wakanda has never been under the boot of, uh, imperialist powers. And so why the fuck would they walk around? It's kind of weird. They speak English anyway, but it's a movie. So they got to like fucking, yeah. Well, I mean, they got to speak they, English. Uh, yeah. They, they would learn English because they, they're, they're still part of the world. You know, it's just disguised what their technology is. Like his, 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 the, the King still speaks at the United Nations. Yeah. But they wouldn't speak English at home. Oh, correct. Yeah. yeah but it's but a I movie. Mean, so like, yeah. They weren't going to subtitle Black Panther. Yeah. That would have been a little they, bit too much. Why do they speak English on Mars? You know? Yeah. They just do. But, uh, um, but I, I, Matt, I thought his accent was one of the most charming parts about the character. It, the, the accent was great. Now, and I don't know, honestly, I, I never looked up to see if they pulled the accent from any certain regions of Africa or if they made it up themselves, like, like Wonder Woman. Cause in Wonder Woman, they made up the, the Amazon's accent. Oh, did they? Yeah. On their even... own. Yeah. It's not actually from any specific region. That's got to be hard to teach like a whole group of actors. Like it's hard enough to get people to do accents. Like every foreign fucking film where it happens somewhere exotic, uh, everyone just has British accents for yeah. some fucking reason. Yeah. Because it's hard to get people to do accents. So you got to try and get the whole crew to learn a fucking made up accent. Yeah. That's even, well, and, and ridiculous. I mean, I'm sure it was based like, like the starting point was like Gal Gadot's yeah. accent. Yeah. Well, but, yeah. But yeah, like the, mo the mom in that Queen Apollita does a, 
I don't know. Her her accent's a little little choppier than like Robin Wright Penn, or Robin Wright's accent. But uh, anyway, Chadwick Boseman's. Dead. Yeah, fuck those yeah. white chicks. Uh, but we're yeah, talking he, about Chadwick. Uh, but um, but no, I thought. I mean, I think he he brought a lot to Black Panther. I mean, it, it was he kind of made that his own. And I can't. Uh, I imagine they're not going to try and recast it. They'll try and ca- you know pass it on to uh, Shuri. Someone else is Shuri. That, yeah, it's his little sister. And I mean, she was even Black Panther in the comics for a time. Yeah. Her character in the movies, though, didn't quite seem, uh, maybe she, I mean, there's always room for character growth, but yeah. didn't seem like a uh, go out and jump from car to car and beat people up kind of character. Yeah, she was more she was more of a scientist and a brain than a than yeah. a combatant. She did kick some ass at the, at the end of the movie. Uh, she had like the like fist punchy things yeah. on, but uh, I don't know, they'll have to do some development to get her there, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and it'll be interesting because yeah, I would be shocked if they recast him. So like, no. where where do you where do you go? How do you how do you do that? You know, like you can't segue cleanly. But uh, because he he made that role his own. Like if like, he made T'Challa a fucking the character, he made the character. So. Yeah, I mean, I guess if they if they really needed to, like they could just start it with a fight with Black Panther in his full getup and have him fall in battle, and yeah. then just not show his face in the funeral. I mean, and they, they probably could. They could do some CGI. I, I, I bet they could if do it was that tasteful. just fine. I mean, they did. Well, fuck, they brought. Uh, Princess Leia. Yeah. They brought Leia back for an entire fucking movie after she died. So. Uh, and I and I don't know if that's an example to point to for like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you should do this. But uh, and supposedly for, for everything I've read, uh, he was a fucking like really nice, legit dude. Like, you know, very grounded, like, you know, very nice to fans and, you know, was polite and just a nice guy on set. He wasn't like some guy yelling about the color of his M&Ms or anything. He was cool. He donated to charities. He did a lot with like Make-A-Wish Foundation and just seemed like a, a very cool dude. Yeah, all of his uh, his fellow Marvel Universe actors and, and uh, filmmakers have been coming out uh, with uh, with outpourings of of you know, well wishes to the families and good stories about them. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and the weird thing is that, I mean, at least from what people are claiming is that, you know, people really didn't fucking know. Yeah. He kept it to himself. And I mean, he was, he had colon cancer throughout the filming of all of the, you know, all the Marvel movies. Yeah. For the last like what, four or five years. Yeah. Like that's, that's bonkers. Yeah. You never know what people are struggling with. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and and I hope those uh, the the pricks like, like he posted some pictures like earlier this year where he was looking real thin and shit, and there was a bunch of memes going around about Crack Panther and you know making making fun of how skinny he looked because no one knew he had cancer. Yeah, and uh, I hope those guys feel real shitty now. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so uh, that's lame. Yep, R.I.P. Uh, rest in peace. A lot of people are saying rest in power. Wakanda forever. All right. Well, on a uh, on a brighter note, uh, I guess personally, uh, we did get a new review. Yeah. Um, this actually came in on the fifth. So, hey, exactly one month ago. I was gonna say it came in today. No, we totally <laughs> missed it uh, before our last uh, mini episode. But this one comes in from uh, from our from friend of the show like real friend of the show not like weird al friend of the show weird al's a real friend <laughs> you just back the fuck up <laughs> he just doesn't know it yet this one comes in from friend of the show and uh two-time guest host uh mason andriata uh the title is much love to these guys this is a five-star review thank you so much oh, that's the correct amount of stars yeah 
It says, John and Ben are two guys who should always be heard. They have great humorous analysis of geek culture that is so fun to listen to. Whether you agree with them or not, they always have a sound opinion and care about what topics they present. And I must say, that guy they had on their Star Wars prequel episode really knew his stuff. <laughs> These guys are the best, he says. There's your spoiler. If you want to hear Mr. Mason Andriata, uh, he was on our prequels episode because he he was the younger generation of yeah, Star yeah, Wars. He, yeah, he fucking loves those fans. movies. Yeah. And explains why. Oh, weird. <laughs> um, so thank you very much, Mason. Good to hear from you. And um, we will have to get you back on at some point here. And uh, I guess the a final note, our next show, our next uh, full episode coming out in uh, a week from whenever this one comes out, uh, is going to be our uh, two-year anniversary show. It'll be Woo! our 52nd episode. Um, and uh, we're going to be doing it. Uh, we're going to be going a little meta and doing it on uh, podcasts and uh, podcasting, I guess. So, yeah. Uh, we wanted to l- l- give all you a chance to uh, shout out on it. So if you want to shoot us a uh, like a, a an audio file or an email or or any sort of correspondence letting us know you know what what you think about podcasts or this podcast or if you have a podcast what uh what you've learned about podcasting or anything that surprised you or you know pretty much and you could just ramble aimlessly it would be fine yeah uh we would uh we would love that you know if you have an audio file you could send it to email no damn it at I, I was i was going to fucking lead <laughs> right, into that go for it I'm fucking jacking my fucking email. No, now I, now I feel like a fucking baby. <laughs> no, don't you take my segment. I'm going to talk about merch. Um, yeah, no, send those to uh, email at email. Or, sorry. Ha! Ha! <laughs> <laughs> you can send this in email form to uh, email at geeksplorationpodcast.com or you can send it to the Facebook page exploration the podcast page uh or you well you can't send it on instagram but you can chime in on instagram if you want to give us some uh, some insights uh, at a geek exploration podcast or twitter at geek explore pod ben's gonna post all about it i will oh boy i barely made it through that <laughs> and I have, a, I have a feeling most of this is gonna make it to uh to to air fuck that's a good feeling you got there wow <laughs> so yeah um Two years coming up. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Also, if you want to drop us a voicemail, we've got a phone number. A voicemail, you say? Yeah. It's a number I've had for a while, but I don't use it, so uh, we're going to use it for this. Fuck yeah. Uh, so if you want to send us a voicemail message about what podcasting uh, means to you, um, or anything podcast related, send it yeah. to 916 Ork Turd. Yeah, that is 916-O-R-C-T-U-R-D. Yep, that's the number. And uh, that'll come straight to us, and then uh, we'll be able to uh, play on the show. I'm excited about this. I, I think that's a really cool way to interact, you know? And if anybody wants to send anything, you know, yeah. we'll we'll catch it. We'll play it on the show. We'll respond to it. You want life advice? We'll give it to you. Yeah, we, we, have, we have no quality standards here. You can yeah. just leave us whatever you want, and we'll play it on the show. Well, maybe not if it's like... You know, some sort of Nazi diatribe or something. I, I was we'll, just thinking that. We'll, like, we'll probably skip past that. But uh, for the most part, uh, go ahead, send it. Yeah, we'll probably play it. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll be recording that episode on Saturday 12th. So uh, try and get us anything by the 11th. And uh, we'll get it in the show for you. And since you pretty much just gave out all the uh, where to contact us 
us, 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 us details, leave us a review just like uh, good old Mason did at uh, Podchaser or Apple Podcast. Uh, and uh, we'll read it out on the show. It'll be great. Uh, we've got uh, merch available at shop.geeksplorationpodcast.com. And per usual, our theme song for these is... Celebration. All oh, by, by, by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. <laughs> Blast you, John. <laughs> oh, boy.